Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in, listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Well, you might as well remain standing, reach down and grab your Bibles or your iPhone or your iPad, whatever it is, and hold it up high if you would, please. Welcome all of you watching online. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Don't you feel better when you say that? I'm telling you, we just need to hear ourselves talk sometimes, and and some people probably need to not talk so much. But anyway, it's great to be back. I got stranded. If you're going to get stranded somewhere, how many of you know get stranded near the beach? (laughs) Can't complain too much. Now, if I'd have been in Nebraska stranded, I... I don't know what I would have done, but couldn't get home last weekend. Every plan to preach, and uh, it just didn't happen. So I ended up getting home Monday. Even even Sunday flights were bad, and weather was bad, and all kinds of issues. And uh, my precious wife is still there. Cannot believe it, actually. We're old, though, so it's not like we're 20-year-old newlyweds. We're just old. And so uh, I get to go see her again this week. She'll be back next week. No, two weeks she'll be back. And so will I, because we're going to have a honeymoon again. We're old. So anyway, we're glad you're here. The title of today's message is Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. And uh, I've researched this and for the last couple of weeks studied the thoughts behind this. It's a highly, what people would call a religious song, very highly religious that Bono was in search and in that moment trying to find what he was looking for. And uh, the reference to the kingdom that he's talking about lets you know that he was referencing something out of this world, something outside of this world. And every one of us in this place today is looking for something. Now, When I say that, when I say something, because many people don't know what it is they're looking for. So if you don't know what you're looking for, it's safe to stay. You still haven't found what you're looking for. So the goal today would be to help us identify what it is we're looking for in life, what it is that we want in life. Uh, I think the one thing that I has been consistent throughout my lifetime that I have followed and from beauty pageants to bumper stickers, is people say, world peace. You know, we all want world peace. I, I'm going to be just, a, a, it will appear as though I'm being negative, but I'm going to be absolutely truthful. There will never, ever be world peace in our lifetime. It's not going to happen. Because there is a principality and a power and a spirit of darkness that is waging war against the peace that you and I desire. And it has been uh, waging war for thousands and thousands of years. And so uh, sometimes we don't get what we're looking for because we're looking for something 
that is highly unlikely in the case of world peace, absolutely impossible. So we have to adjust what we're looking for. Heard a person telling a story one time about he was visiting some pastors in South America trying to figure out exactly how to do small groups. And he kept asking questions, but finally they said, you're asking the wrong questions. In order to get a right answer, we have to ask the right questions. In order to find what we're looking for, we have to know what we're looking for. And my prayer is that at the end of this day, that there will be some, some of you that go, I think I'm going to adjust what I'm looking for. So turn in your Bibles uh, to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. And then put your finger there and go to Hebrews chapter 11. In Proverbs chapter 2, it gives us a little insight into how to seek, how to seek what we're looking for. I posted recently this post that said, knowledge is knowing what to say, wisdom is knowing when to say it. So we first are looking for knowledge. We, we are looking for the right information we need to know when to apply wisdom. And it says, my son, if you accept my words, verse 1, and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. Now look at the, the passion here, the, the intentions, the focus in just these few verses that we, we've got to be committed to pursue, to seek, first off, the face of God, the wisdom of God, the purpose of God, because inside of God is your destiny. Inside of God is my destiny. Inside of God is my purpose. Life itself is not easy. We would all agree that it comes with a lot of bumps and turbulence and difficulties and opposition and, and challenges, to say the least. And so one of the reasons that we show up for church on Sunday is hopefully to collectively have some kind of encounter with God that introduces us to something new, not because of what I say, but because of what the Spirit says to you. Now, he may use my voice, but the reality is the Spirit of God is the one who speaks to each and every one of us. He does use people, but sometimes you'll hear something I didn't say, and, 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 but, but the Spirit of God said it to you. By the same token, sometimes you hear what somebody didn't say, and the devil spoke it to you. There are all kinds of voices out there trying to get your attention, all kinds of voices trying to influence you, and and all kinds of voices that are trying to divide you. And, and, and all of these things going on. So we've got to stay very focused. And it says, and if you look for it as silver, as for silver, and search for it as for hidden treasure. In other words, if you knew there was silver somewhere, hidden treasure, there's a really good chance you'd keep on looking. If you know it's there, you're not going to give up. I remember Jesse way back in the 60s and 70s, probably 70s. They came up with these metal detectors. Everybody was buying them, thinking they were going to get rich. You'd see people all walking around with their metal detector in parks, at the beach. They're trying to find money. They're trying to find silver. They're trying to find any. They were in pursuit 
of looking for something that was going to change their life. They had a passion. They were focused. And those of us who didn't own them laughed at them. And I'm still laughing because they still didn't find what they were looking for. <laughs> I never heard anybody say, man, my little, my little finder here found me a, a, you know, a, a, a hidden treasure. Nobody's ever said that. It, it found you a, a washer, a bolt, a nut, a nickel. But you didn't find, you know, stacks of cash. You didn't find a, a, a chest full of cash. It just wasn't there. But they kept looking because it was as looking for silver and search for hidden treasure. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. So here we have this song, this famous song, one of the greatest songs of all time written by a man that says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So what I want to do today is I want to go over a few biblical principles with you and uh, actually just look at some things. Number one, I don't think there's, and turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Number one, I think everybody in here would say, I'm looking for joy. Now, I will say this. All the things I've said are personally achievable, but they're not collectively achievable. In other words, there'll never be world peace. I wish there would. It's just not going to happen. So what do we do if there's no hope of world peace? There's, the world is sad and all the news is bad. What, what do we do? Well, it's real simple. We find it ourselves. We're carriers of those things. So if you're looking for joy, the Bible says very clearly, stay in the presence of God. Stay in the presence of God, for in his presence is fullness of joy. So if I know every day that I want joy, I can find joy. I don't have to say I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I've found what I'm looking for. The question is, am I going to enact that? Am I going to engage in that today? See, it's our choice. Now, you can have all kinds of stuff going on around you, all kinds of challenges, all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of obstacles in your life. And in the midst of that, you can still find the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is important because the Bible says that joy is our strength. So you say, well, I'm looking for strength. Well, the first step towards strength is the joy of the Lord. So if you're just looking for strength, you know, you'll never find what you're looking for until you go through the vehicle of joy. So it's very, very important that we ask the right questions in order to get the right answers. I want my life to be strengthened. Okay, then put yourself in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. So you can find what you're looking for, but there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. What will keep me from the presence of the Lord? The presence of stupidity. Mine and everybody else's. Or, or not committing myself to prayer. Not committing myself to praise. Some of y'all are a totally different person when you come into the house of God. You're not a hypocrite. It's just that you walk into the presence of God and the presence of God changes who you are. And when you leave, you don't pray, you don't worship. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you're a hypocrite. It's just that you have not determined exactly how to stay in the presence of God in order to experience the joy of the Lord. 
Because why? There's so much going on around us. You know, when the presence of God comes on somebody, things change. I mean, if you recall, Saul was trying to kill David, and he was kept sending people. But when they'd go toward David, the presence of the Lord would fall on them. They'd begin to prophesy. Finally, Saul wasn't getting the results he wanted, so he decided to go himself. Well, when he got in the presence of God, he began to prophesy. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God and the presence of the Lord changes everything in our lives. So if I could say anything today that would be of any help to you, I would say this. Stay in the presence of the Lord. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm happy. Do you know happy becomes from the word happening? So a lot of people are happy when good things are happening. Joy is not dependent on things that are happening. Joy, like love, is a choice that we make. We choose to love. Now, you can feel love, but the reality is you have to choose love. Joy has to be chosen as well. We have to choose to be joyful. In the midst of everything going on around us, in your darkest hour, we can still experience the joy of the Lord, which will produce the strength we need to find what we're looking for. It will add, it will add strength to your life in a moment of great need. Secondly, if you're looking for peace, what's it take to find peace? Because this is really what we're looking for. And know what you're thinking. You said we'll never have peace in this world. You're right, I did. But I didn't say you'd never have peace in you. See, we're fighting for something the opposite way. We're looking to say we want peace on earth. No, no. We want peace within. If everybody had peace within, we'd have peace on earth. The problem is we're trying to make peace happen externally instead of internally. And so we have to create this peace in our lives. According to Isaiah 26.3, he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him because they trust in him. So now I know how to access joy by staying in the presence of God. I know how to do that. I know that I can turn worship on. I know that I can meditate on the word. I know that I can pray. I know that I can have a, a, a holy conversation. And it will bring that joy to the surface in my life. So I can find what I'm looking for when it comes to that. Because I know that God said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That means I just have to acknowledge. See, the devil wants you to believe God checked out on you. I've heard people say, I don't know where God went or I don't know where God was when this happened in my life, when this tragedy happened or when this or that happened. I can tell you where God was in the midst of your tragedy. Same place he was when he lost his son on the cross. He was seated on the throne. He's never left you, never forsaken you. Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. The problem is we're trying too hard to figure out why something happened instead of hanging on to the one who can get us through whatever's happening. So we have to hang on to him. So if I want peace, two things have to happen. I have to focus. He said, keep my mind on him. He'll keep in perfect peace whose mind remains on him. So whenever your mind begins running crazy, you need to keep your mind on him. I have a book full of scriptures that I will sit down and I will just read them out loud. I typed them out. I've had them for many years. They're in a book. And I just will quote them out loud. I'll just say them out loud. That scripture reminds me. It keeps me focused. and It brings me great peace knowing nothing on this earth really matters because it's temporal. Now, don't get me wrong. We have a responsibility here on earth. But the reality is one day there will be a transition from the mortal to the immortal. And that that is forever. This is not forever. This is a moment in time, and our focus is looking for things to satisfy us that have no eternal value. 
We want to have a life on earth that includes and involves heaven. That's how come Jesus prayed, said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So every day we are trying to get up and bring heaven to earth. We do it through prayer, through worship, through reading the word, through quoting the word, confessing the word, loving people, the lovable and the unlovable, serving. All of these are ways that we bring peace into our lives. When I was going through my difficulty, had no platform to preach, guess what I did? You can't stop a servant from serving. You cannot stop a servant from serving. I'd get up and go to McDonald's. I'd go find homeless people downtown, and I started delivering burgers. I just decided to change my name to Ronald. I became the Ronald McDonald of the, for the homeless for a season. Why? Because you can't, when, when you begin serving, when you get your focus on God and what God wants you to do, peace will come to your life. You can't be out here looking and say, I just want everybody around me to like me. I want everybody around me to say good things. If everybody just liked me and if everybody just said good things, I'd have peace in my life. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. If you're looking for peace from somebody or what somebody says or how somebody treats you, you're going to be waiting a really long time. I don't find my peace in how much you love me, and I know you love me like crazy. But I yeah, thank all 82% of you. The 18% are going to really help me grow. I find my peace in knowing how much God loves me. I find my peace in hearing him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I find peace in what God says about me. My destiny is not wrapped up in your opinion of me. My destiny is wrapped up in God's opinion of me. So I find peace somehow in the midst of all this by just simply staying focused on God. And then secondly... I'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on me because they trust in me. We have to trust God. We have to trust God. We have to believe that everything that happens, whatever happened, God will turn it for our good. That which the devil meant for harm, God will turn for good. And let me just tell you, whatever it is you're looking for, it's right under your nose. God's not hiding anything from you. God's not trying to play hide and seek. We have the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said, do you not know we have the mind of Christ? Sometimes it just takes time. You have to be patient. In the midst of moving five times in ten months, at one point I lost a very important piece of jewelry. It was my graduation ring from Old Roberts University. And I turned my place upside down trying to find it couldn't find it anywhere in my my drawers my jewelry box couldn't find it anywhere and uh so a, a year goes by and i still had because i'd moved so much any of you ever moved and you you got stuff that packed away that you haven't okay me and roxanne we're the only two okay good there are several others of you thanks for being honest roxanne uh so finally one day i thought well i need to clean out some stuff in my garage and i had a a clothing uh little basket in there and with with some garage stuff in it when i started unpacking it guess what my college ring was at the bottom of that basket i have no idea how it got there but you know what here's what happened when it no longer meant anything to me god revealed it to me i was in pursuit of something temporal and god said you're getting all bothered about a class ring that's important to you it's important to me too but it's way too important to you 
And then guess what? I find it, I wear it, and then my house was broken into and it was stolen. I don't care anymore. I just decided it must not be for me to have that ring. But see, sometimes we get hooked on something and God says it's a distraction to you. And when something becomes a distraction to you, you lose your peace. Why? Because your focus is no longer on God. It's on something else that you're out looking for. And so you're looking for something that God says you could find it. But once you find it, you're going to be really disappointed. Some of you thought if you could just buy that new car or, or buy that new house that you'd found what you were looking for. Everything's going to be great because you got a new car. you got a new house. Look at you. How many of you know that car before long, you got cups in there. you got water bottles in there. It ain't what it was before. Man, when you brought it home, you kept it all clean. And then all of a sudden, it just went south. It lost its sheen. Why? Because any object on this side of heaven is never going to bring you the peace that you want. Never going to happen. I thought that ring, I, I mean, just for a moment, when, it, when it, I lost it again, I was sad. But then when I got the insurance check, I went, praise the Lord. Because nobody's going to want to buy that ring for anything. I'm the only one that wants that. Now I need some cash. I got myself some cash. How I many you know, Jesse... Cash is still king. You know, things like that used to drive me crazy. I, I've got sunglasses that I've literally had for 15 years because I don't lose things. I'm a type A. I just don't misplace things. And, and, and uh, so oftentimes when we lose out on something like that, we lose our peace. We lose our peace. And, you know, when, when things aren't going well at home and, your spouse is not behaving the way you'd like. Your kids are being dumb, which is inevitable. And you're basing your peace on somebody's behavior or somebody's response. You're never going to walk in peace. The only way we walk in peace is get up every day and say, you know what? I'm going to keep my mind focused on God, not my kids, not my spouse. And guess what? You said, but don't you love them? The best person you'll ever be is the person that is surrendered to God. Everybody else will benefit from that. When you walk in peace and your focus is walking with Jesus and you walk in peace, everybody around you is better. But when you get sucked into the vortex of chaos, you just add to the problem. That's why we have to keep our minds on him. Are you looking for forgiveness from God? You know, we all have this guilt conscience, right? I mean, hopefully we do. We have a conscience, and when we feel guilt, we want free from that. And so you say, well, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Uh, you know, help me. If you want forgiveness, find people to forgive. Find people to forgive. Just wake up and start telling everybody. Say, God, I forgive today. And when you do that, you'll start experiencing and feeling the forgiveness of God in your own life. Why? Because whatever you sow, you reap. I can promise you that every one of us in here today has a name and has a face in our, our mind. Every one of us, somebody that's wronged you, somebody that's done something to you, somebody that said something to you. And you know what? They're never going to make you happy. They're never going to bring peace to your life. They're never going to bring joy to your life. Why? They're not called to. You're called to walk in it by yourself. If they never say anything to you, you're called to say, I forgive. I forgive. 
You're looking for somebody else to make your life happy, make your life joyful, make your life peaceful. Most people on earth are. You know, we say, well, I had a good day today. We did this. We did that. What if you just said, I had a good day today because when I woke up today, I was aware of the presence of God. I was aware that in his presence is fullness of joy. Today, I was made aware or I made myself aware that if I will stay in his presence, I'll find joy. If I focus on him, I'll know peace. If I forgive everybody in my world, I will walk in forgiveness today. I will experience the forgiveness of God. I'll feel the forgiveness of God. The problem is we start looking for external ways to fix internal problems. And nothing on the outside will ever impact what's going on on the inside for very long. Oh, you might have a moment where you had a good week, you had a good day, and you felt like it was because you and your spouse are getting along or your kids are behaving and they're not arguing about taking out the trash. And all of a sudden, you have this pristine week, which I think the devil allows to happen, to make us believe that it's because everybody's acting right now that I have joy and I have peace because everybody's acting right. You need to have as much joy and peace when everybody's acting like a moron. I'm just telling you, because what we, what we do is we start to say, I think I found what I'm looking for. And then before you know it, you'll be Bono. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Because last week was great, but this week is terrible. And, and every week, every month of the year, we can look and say, I don't like this, I don't like that. But if we'll focus on God and focus on the Word of God, he said, forgive and you will be forgiven. Are you looking, uh, are you looking for heaven? I'm looking for heaven. You'll notice I, on my post now, hashtag heaven, hashtag mosaic life. Those are the two things I'm, that I'm on right now. So I'm thinking, yeah, I want to look to heaven. The Bible says repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know how many people today are worried about heaven, eternity, where they're going to go after they die? Millions of people today are scared to death. They wake up every day in fear of where they're going to spend eternity. And you know what? They're looking. They're looking for ways to go to heaven. They're looking at, at all kinds of religions. They're looking for a pathway. They're looking for something. When in reality, folks, and even some of the, the, the people that wrote a response to this song said that that's what they felt like Bono was looking for. And, and that I think everybody's looking for heaven. The problem is, is... We don't know how to get there without hearing. Jesus said, I am the way to heaven. I am the way to heaven. And if you'll repent and call on my name, you will be saved. Well, I'm going to heaven. Not because I have good days every day, but because he is my God every day. He has forgiven me every day because I have put my faith in him. My, putting my faith in him doesn't mean that every day I behave the way I should. And, and every day that my performance is perfect, it just means I found what I'm looking for. I found that I can go to heaven by repenting. The word repentance is not a bad word. It's one of the great words in the Bible because it means I'm going to turn. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my faith and I'm going to put my hope in God. And so I'm going to keep my peace. I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to walk in forgiveness I'm going to do everything in my power to make my life what I want it to be today. Too often we're looking around at other things. And I remember when I was a young pastor, uh, I would go home every weekend after uh, church. 
and I, I would get the numbers in attendance. And I am telling you, if the numbers were down, I was sad. Then there'd be that great Sunday that we couldn't explain, and I would be happy. Well, that's just foolish. That's just dumb. I'm basing the, the, my internal makeup on what happens outside. I, I love having all of you here. I love having all of you watch online. But i got to be honest with you. When I go home today, I'm just full of joy because of the presence of God. I know it's June, and people use June as an escape. I get that. It's vacation time, and, and people should get away. And I'm happy that people do. And, and I'm going to be filled with joy whether you show up or not. Now, I like having somebody to preach to. The chairs don't talk back. I don't get any amens. I don't get any smiles from the chairs. I like looking at your smiling faces. And, and I'm just Pentecostal enough every now and then to like to hear a shout and an amen. I like that every now and then. Now, I'm not going to solicit it because that comes off as needy. But I'll sure welcome it if you want one. You want to give me one. I'm good with that. There you go. You're getting it. So are you looking for wisdom? Well, we just read Proverbs chapter 2 that we can have knowledge and wisdom. And James chapter 1 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. So you can find what you're looking for, but you're asking the wrong people. I know the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel, but that multitude of counsel better be people seeking God and his wisdom in order for you to get wisdom. I want to have wisdom. I don't want to just have knowledge. I want to have wisdom. God, I want to know when to say something and how to say it. And I've never been really good at that. I grew up with, man, if you got something on your mind, everybody going to get a piece. And I'm not talking about P-E-A-C-E. I'm talking about a P-I-E-C-E. You're going to get a piece, and I'm going to destroy your P-E-A-C-E. And then I went, hold it, hold it. Jesse, I need wisdom. And even when you have wisdom, some people won't let it apply. But at least you have it. And you're working on it. But all you have to do is ask. I think sometimes we, the reason we don't find what we're looking for, we're afraid to ask Jesus. We think it's a silly request. We think it's a dumb request. And yet, God's saying all you got to do is ask. Whatsoever things Jesus said, you ask in my name, I'll do it that the Father in heaven might be glorified in the Son. And what I realized some time ago was... We get all self-righteous, and we don't want God to think that what we want is, is in any way uh, unappreciative of what we already have. So I, I have no problem believing God for things. Now, uh, it's very, very important that we follow these step by step, keeping our joy by staying in His presence, keeping our peace by staying focused on Him and trusting in Him. Walking in forgiveness is critical. I'm telling you, the, 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 when, for, when you have unforgiveness, you will walk in bitterness. You will be easily offended in your life. And that you will um, you'll need to get that, that freedom. I, on my call Wednesday night, uh, some of you recall that, uh, if you recall the call, uh, I was, I, for some reason I was pondering this event that I had in my life in 1990. And I had been on staff at Victory Christian Center in Tulsa. And Pastor Billy Joe Darty was so kind to me and such a great man. And he's with Jesus today and died November 22, 2009. That's how important uh, he was to me to remember that date. Never wrote it down. Just remembering every year in November that, that my pastor passed away. Well, in 1990, some of you may recall, God had spoken to me in 89 to run across America for the unborn. 
And I thought that was pretty crazy, but I thought, well, I knew I'd heard God. I could tell you where I was when I heard him and where I was standing and who was preaching. And, and so I began to obey the Lord and ran across America in 1990. And, uh, but I had left 1989, February of 1989. I had left my position as youth pastor at, at the church there in Tulsa. And uh, it wasn't that I had anything that I was aware of. Uh, against my pastor, but in my heart, I, I knew there were some things not right. And uh, so I, I just really kind of sh shook it off and tried to shake it off. And after running nearly 3,000 miles, uh, I found myself flat on my back on Thornton Mountain in West Virginia. I had a, for some reason, my driver that was following me wasn't behind me, and my partner wasn't running with me that day, and I found myself laying flat on my back on the side of Thornton Mountain, literally the feeling of paralysis, and I thought, I've run nearly 3,000 miles, and I'm going to die. This is where I'm going to die, and while I'm laying there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly, and he says, in your heart, you have had this seed of unforgiveness and bitterness towards your pastor. And he said, I'm going to let you up. And I want you to go back to the campsite. This was before cell phones and all those things. And I want you to call him. Man, I'm going to tell you, my body responded quickly. I got up I, and my driver shows up and I said, we're going back to the campground. I got on a payphone. I called my pastor. And I have never to this day felt any more freedom than that moment when I said, Billy Joe, I said, I want to ask you to forgive me. He said, for what? He said, nothing. I said, it's it, nothing you did. There wasn't a for what. My heart had allowed itself. I had allowed my heart for whatever reason to find a reason to leave. How many of you know sometimes when you're looking for a reason to leave, you get mad? Or you got to find a reason. Instead of, why don't you just say, I'm not going anywhere until the Holy Spirit tells me to. I'm not leaving anywhere because I'm angry. I'm not leaving anywhere because I'm bitter. Because let me tell you, the way you leave one place is the way you'll enter the next. You'll spend your whole life in bitterness and unforgiveness. And so I called him, I'm telling you, and, and we were totally reconciled. And I preached for him about a month before he passed away in Tulsa, October of 2009. And I tell you, I learned a lot about guarding your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. And that's what this whole message is about, is guarding your heart. You can look and you can search. You can buy new cars. You can buy boats. You can buy homes. You can buy clothes. You can buy all these things that will momentarily make you feel a certain way. But you and I need to look beyond the things of this world and see that what we're looking for and who we're looking for is Jesus and heaven. That's who we're looking for. And you can find who you're looking for today. And then lastly, looking for financial help. These are the things I picked because these are the things that seem to bother people the most in church and in the world. Everybody wants to be happy or have joy. Everybody wants to know peace. We all do. We all want to feel forgiven, and we all want to be forgiving. It's just our flesh battles that. And, and these are all the things that we fight. And, and the principle is the same in all of them. If I sow into time with Jesus, I reap joy. If I sow into thinking about him, I reap peace. If I sow forgiveness, I reap 
forgiveness. If I sow repentance, I get heaven. If I sow financially, I get blessed. In Luke chapter 6, and this is the thing that's a battle. And I, I'm with every one of you on this. I'd love to have a lot more money than I have. And some of you say, oh, you know, nobody ever says that out loud. I said it out loud, and it's going out on the airwaves because everybody wants more money. That's never the question. And if you don't, I've got a really good counselor that I'd like to send you to. It's not that you're pursuing wealth. Wealth is not the goal. What you do with wealth is the goal. I love helping people. I'm a giver. My kids, I tell you, my kids right now, you, if they were angry with me, if they said, name one attribute of your father, they would say, my father's the most generous man I've ever met. It's one of the things that I have enjoyed in my life more than anything is being a giver. And, and I've always sown. I've given things away when, when, I, when I lacked. And let me tell you who taught me that. My pastor, Billy Joe Darty taught me that. He, he taught that, you know, if you don't have enough for you, and you don't have enough to do what you want to do, then give something away and you'll get more and you'll have enough for you. And so I began to give. And the Bible says, give. Luke, you, you turn up your Bible to this. Luke chapter 638. Give and it will be given to you. This is the NIV. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, will be measured to you. We all want joy. We all want peace. We all want forgiveness. We all want to go to heaven. We'd all like to have more wisdom because with wisdom comes more opportunity. And we'd all like to have more money. And, and so I know that everybody, matter of fact, some of you are looking for jobs right now. You're looking for a new job because you don't like how much money you're making at the job you're at. Let me say this to you. Don't look for a new job. Look to God and have him tell you what to do because you may be up for a raise in the job that you're currently in and you don't know it yet. So you keep going and keep going because it makes sense. If I want more money, I need to get another job. Maybe it doesn't make sense. All you got to do is ask Nikita. She'll tell you it makes no sense whatsoever. She stayed with a job where they promised her you're not going to get any more money. You're never going to get promoted. This is as good as it gets. And she stayed anyway. And God blessed her. What I'm saying is we don't find what we're looking for when we start looking in our own power and our own strength. So take these principles today and prayerfully you'll use them to remember I never have to live a day without joy. I never have to live a day without peace. I never have to walk out a life without forgiveness because every day I get up and forgive. Every day I sow forgiveness. Every day I walk in repentance because I realize heaven awaits me. And I'm not going to let anything stand between me and Jesus. And I know that I'm just going to call on his name every day and say, Lord, I just want to repent for anything and everything I've done. You don't even have to give him a list. He knows. And just walk your life out. Every day you can walk in peace. Every day you can walk in joy. Is it easy? Absolutely not. You have to do it intentionally. And my prayer would be that we would all make this a part of our lives. Look beyond the moment. Look beyond the external. Look inside. Look to God. 
and all of these things are achievable. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we, unlike a world that doesn't understand, and I'm not saying we them, I'm just saying if I, when I was lost, I didn't know what I was looking for. Thought I did, but I realized that I was trying to find things that would make me temporarily happy, but not make me ever eternally happy and filled with joy. So Lord, some people today watching online, they're looking for you. They're looking for heaven. They're looking for healing. They're looking for hope. And they've tried to find it in drugs. They've tried to find it in alcohol. They've tried to find it in relationships. They've tried to, tried to find it in purchases of homes and cars and clothes and so many different things that we've tried to do to find these things that we've been looking for. And every one of them is found in you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're looking for God, not the tangible physical God, but you're looking for God, the God of grace, the God of mercy, the God of forgiveness, he's here. He's as near to you as the words on your lips. And the Bible says that if we'll call on his name, we'll be saved. You don't have to say, man, if I could just clean my act up, if I could just act right, if I just wasn't such a mess. And you keep looking for a way to overcome your, your addictions and your difficulties. And, and, and you're looking and you'll be looking the rest of your life until you look to him. Those things will control us. So if you've yet to call on the name of the Lord and you say, I think I get it now. If I call on him, he is all things and can and will do all things. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you say, please pray for me. I want to ask you to just slip your hand up if that's you. Thank you. There are others. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Put your hands down. Let's all pray this. And those of you watching online, pray this with me. Say, Father God, I call on the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who promised that he is the way. Today I repent of my sin and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen.